Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in St. John chapter 11, beginning at the 17th verse. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. 
Many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him while Mary was sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even if he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never perish. Do you believe this? These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed. Camp Indian Head allowed me to see another side to pastors. Those of you that don't know what Camp Indian Head, it's the ELS Youth Camp for Minnesota. And it's held up in northern Minnesota on a lake. It's great. But it helped me see another side to pastors. Sometimes pastors you may be surprised by this, can be judgmental and can have very different opinions about how things should be done and what's best for the church. And sometimes we can argue about those things. And it causes us not to think the best of our brothers in the ministry. And there have been a few such discussions and debates in our synod in the past. And so I have to admit, I had some thoughts about my fellow brothers in the ministry that probably weren't fair. But being at Camp Indian Head really changed that. It's hard to think poorly of a pastor that's tearing around on the soccer field, bowling campers over, or sealing the winning catch in the ultimate Frisbee game over all of the campus. But then the chance to sit down with them in the evening and, and just talk. Not in our official capacity, but on a totally different level. So Camp Indian Head allowed me to, to see my brothers in the ministry in a, a totally different light. You know, Martha is obviously someone that is judged pretty harshly by Christians. Here at Bethany, what story about Martha do we emphasize? Oh, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. But one thing is needful. Yet doesn't the text before us show us a totally different side to Martha? 
her brother had just died. She had sent a message to Jesus for him to come and heal Lazarus. And we learn from John's gospel that Jesus had deliberately stayed away. Then Martha hears that he's coming too late, of course. Lazarus is dead in the grave four days. Yet when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she, she went out to him. She met him on the way. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then we see Martha's glimmer of hope. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask him. To that, Jesus responded, your brother will rise again. Now, the hopeful Martha doesn't want to read too much into what Jesus is saying. And so she responds, I know he will rise at the resurrection on the last day. It's like still Martha isn't wanting to hope too much from Jesus. And then Jesus said those famous lines. I am the resurrection and the life. And with that, that statement, I am, Jesus was probably alluding to the God in the burning bush. When Moses asked, who are you? God replied, I am who I am. Tell them I am has sent you. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was declaring to Martha that he held the power over life and death. Now, why would have that been of great comfort for Martha? It's because it appeared as if death had had the final word. Mary and Martha had sent that message to Jesus, the one you love is sick. Jesus hadn't responded the way they wanted to. Lazarus had died and even been in the grave four days. For everyone there, it appeared as if death had had the last word. That death had exercised its power over Lazarus. And that now there was nothing more to be done. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if his word weren't enough, after also greeting Mary, they went to the tomb. Jesus told them to roll away the stone and everyone objected, Lord, there's going to be a stench. He's been in there four days, rotten. I can just imagine as they rolled away the stone that that terrible odor came flooding out of the tomb. And then Jesus, in a loud voice, said, Lazarus, come out. 
And Lazarus came out. Who had the last word? It wasn't death. It was the resurrection and the life. It was Jesus, the great I am, and the great Savior from death. In our lives, we can often feel as if death and other things have the last word. We can now face our own death knowing that Jesus will have the last word. And he has proven it not just by this story, but by his own resurrection from the dead. You can face your own death confident that one day Jesus will stand at your tomb and he will call you by name, come out. And whether it's been four days or 4,000 years, it won't matter. Because your body will come to life. And there with your own eyes, you will see the resurrection and the life. You will see Jesus. But there's one other facet over which Jesus has the last word. And it's particularly scary with death. It's our sins. As Christians, we can live believing, knowing that Jesus has died for us. But there's still those, those nagging uncertainties. We wonder if our sins really are forgiven and our conscience speaks against us and it reminds us of the things that we've done sometimes again and again. And we can wonder who's going to have the last word over those sins. It's not your conscience. Jesus has the last words over those sins. And through his life, death, and resurrection, he has won your forgiveness. And so on that last day, he speaks to you and says, not guilty, forgiven in full. And you can know that that is true because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God which transcends all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, our lives are so plagued with many uncertainties, especially we fear death and wonder what it will hold for us. We pray that your Son's life, death, and resurrection would fill us with confidence 
just as it, it gave Martha confidence. We pray that you would strengthen our faith, in, increase it, that we would be able to live daily hoping in Jesus, trusting that our sins are forgiven and that one day we will be with you in heaven. Prepare us for that day. Feed us through your word that we may live until we're finally with you in heaven. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you.